In the know for Friday, October 16th, the 290th day of 2020. There are 76 days left in the year. Good morning, MD, guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Sam Gormley stops by with a Cougar Sports Report, and we get you busy, get you ready for a big weekend. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Here's my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay, but I think we we sound similar. We have like a little bit of stuffiness going on. You think I do? I, I think so. Do I you? Hadn't, I hadn't noticed it yet, but uh, not really paying too much attention to it. Uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll figure it out later that I'm uh, that I'm congested. I've been a little bit surprised uh, at surprised in general and surprised at you specifically. Over the last week or so, because I have fully expected to pull into the driveway at the end of the day and there'd be a big pile of pumpkins sitting next to the driveway or loaded in the back of the beast, ready to be unloaded. We came really close yesterday, but we were pushing upon nap time, so we didn't stop and do that. So you think that the the pumpkin picking is coming up in the next day or so, probably? Well, so in case it matters to you, people seem to be leaning in to the pandemic when it comes to pumpkin picking. The trends this year are for the otter pumpkins and gourds weird warty one with lots of colors seem to be the most popular people are saying well if the year is going to be weird then we might as well just have weird pumpkins and gourds to match those are my favorites yep. i want a couple classics but i like the weird ones <laughs> maybe it may be I'm hard maybe yeah. hard for you to find the weird ones this year if they've been picked over already because you'll take the the runts of the litter uh-huh. she's the pride of pumpkin center the heiress to the great mini burger fortune. She's Vera Wang's arch nemesis and the professional bargain hunter's woman of the year. She's Misty Embry Thomas. Hey, here we go. That's the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. Get a costume. Fire and brimstone. Fire and brimstone. Mission Temple Flowers. How's Misty? Friday. Happy Friday to you. Hallelujah. You uh, get credit 
as being the first person to give me a mask mm-hmm. during the pandemic. Do you recall mm-hmm. this? Yes, I do. He gave me a, a, a Disney mask. Mm-hmm. I thought if anybody could put their hand over your mouth and you leave it, it would be Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse is about <laughs> the only hand that I'll take over my mouth and, yep. and suffer through. Yep. I'm going to uh, sort of return the favor. Oh, okay. I haven't. You put your I, hand over my mouth. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't purchased this yet, but I do want to see if you would like one. Hormel Foods, you know, yeah, they too. also have the meats. Yeah. Uh, they are giving away bacon-scented face masks as part of their black label, label bacon. Okay. Would this be okay, or is this bacon overload? My husband brought this to my attention last night. After saying to me, because we FaceTime. And he was, I was running around the kitchen. He was like, you look like you've lost weight this week. I said, well, it's been 26 weeks of keto diet. I'm down three pounds. Apparently, I'm not doing it right. Okay. He followed that comment up with, they now have bacon-scented mask. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are you trying to help me on the keto diet? Because it's, you know, I'll meat. Yeah. Or are you trying to fatten me back up? It is but winter. But I feel like if I had We're a bacon-scented mask... It would not be good for my diet. All right. Mm. It could go one of two two ways, though. Yeah. Is this enough? Is the bacon scent enough to quell right. the desire for the bacon? Right. Or is it just a, is it a gateway mask? I feel will like, it, yes. Will this, will this bacon mask lead us to doing nothing but devouring the bacon? I think what's going to happen is I'm going to be, you're going to find me licking my mask all the time. <laughs> like, uh, it would okay. make me sick. We and can't I like tell, bacon. We can't yeah. tell what you're doing behind the mask anyway, so you <laughs> need to lick your mask and go I'd be chewing on it. Go right ahead. I did notice the operative word they are giving them away, yeah, but I don't know that. I don't know how you uh, go about Getting being on one? the receiving end of those. We'll have to look into it. A frost advisory in effect for the region, an advisory, not a warning, frost advisory in effect through all of this portion of uh, Kentucky tonight into tomorrow morning. We'll see uh, mostly sunny skies. Rain, uh, a rain chance of zero today, a high of 60, mostly clear, a uh, possible frost tonight, low of 38. And the lower-lying areas and more outlying areas, more susceptible. Mostly sunny, 66 tomorrow, so going to be a beautiful fall day. You know, high of 66, mm-hmm. good for pumpkin picking if you want to do that. And then highs will climb near 70 on Sunday. Clouds will increase, and then we're going to be back into the normal um Going to be upper seventies, maybe touch eighty a couple of days next week. Okay, so, it'll so be a little I have bit to ask the plant girl: Do I need to put garbage bags over my ferns if it does frost? Your ferns? Oh, um, actually, I'm not a fern person, but no. I'll let you know by the end I of the show. I think any frost, yeah. but uh, are your ferns under your covered porch? No, no, they're out there exposed. They're out there. I probably, probably would. Should. I probably would just to be throw a sheet over them. You would hate for you would hate for one little bit of frost tonight to get them when it's going to be warm again next That's week. That's what and I'm thinking. But so I'm not extend good with the, the real life things. My kids barely got out. My mom once told me better safe than sorry. So yeah, go ahead and cover. That's kind of how I go just about go life, but cover them up. Uh, after um, a couple of days, nearly twenty hours of Q&A for Judge Barrett Mm -hmm. in her Senate confirmation hearing, then she wasn't there yesterday, so they used that opportunity to talk about her behind her back. Yeah, I know, right? But they did did set an October 22nd um, vote, so next week they will vote. And, I mean, barring something unimaginable, I mean, smooth sailing to the bench for Judge Barrett. Which will, I mean, it'll be a major shift in the makeup of the court for the first time in about 30 years. Going to be, you know, a six to three conservative swing. 
Uh, hasn't been that way for a, a long time. Uh, the 48-year-old judge was careful in her testimony not to take on the president who nominated her. That's been a rule of Washington. Mm-hmm. You don't have to completely sell out for the president, but if you lock horns with the president, you're going to get tweeted. So, And you just have to know that. See, Thomas Massey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's from the same party and got jumped on with right. with both like, with what both, happened with both feet, <laughs> and that's also had uh, Leader McConnell sort of hamstrung for the last few years too. Yeah, it's right. just stay out of just stay out of the Trump tweets, and you'll be you consider it a win. Yeah. So, but that uh, so they continued to talk about that yesterday. Uh, Amy Klobuchar and some others, you know, just had it's just they just do what they do. It's just all partisan. But she'll be she'll be on the court. Uh, after the vote next week on television last night, uh, dueling town halls. So, you know, the president backed out of that debate because it was going to be virtual and he, you know, he, he wants to, he wants to do it. He wants to be bombastic. He wants to do it his way. So he backed out. And then former vice president Joe Biden said, well, we're forging ahead. We're going to do something. And then the president said, oh, wait, that's going to give Joe Biden 90 minutes worth of national airtime. Unchallenged. Like it's just going to be a 90-minute Joe Biden commercial. Mm-hmm. So the president then ran to NBC. Mm-hmm. What what network was The Apprentice on? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, NBC. NBC. Mm-hmm. And so cashed in some chips and said, hey. And then he got his own hour that Savannah Guthrie, it was like today, an election special. George Stephanopoulos did the ABC version. I won't say that it was exactly infomercials, but not having the other candidate in the room removed a lot of the tension, Yelling, if you will. Yes. Bickering. And flies landing on wigs. fighting. And, oh, that was the other. That was that the was vice the, presidential that was the, debate. Yeah. That was not the presidential yeah. debate. So I, it forced people to choose or channel surf or DVR. And in my case, I DVR'd. But I started watching a little bit of both and said... I, I don't I don't want to watch this. I, I'm just. I think they both stepped in a couple times. The noise, the noise, noise, noise. I did think that ABC's setup was not favorable to Biden because in this virtual town hall that they were doing, mm-hmm. Biden's monitor was up and to the right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when he was answering the question of the person who was asking him on the screen, it looked like he was having to look <laughs> up into the sky for right. the answers. <laughs> So he was sort of like, I'm, I'm looking up into my brain to see if there's any information up here that I can forward. I'm scanning and I'm scanning and it's buffering. Negative, and it's negative, buffering. negative. And what was the question? So it was unfavorable to him yeah. in the optics of way, the way it looked on, on, yeah. on camera. Uh, Governor Bashir says we have to do better after 1,200, more than 1,200 new cases. Reported yesterday and 20 deaths reported yesterday. 1,260 was the total. 84,195 is now the state total. Positivity rate continuing continuing to jump 4.94%, which is the highest it's been in about four weeks. Uh, 738 Kentuckians hospitalized. That's up from 711 the day before. 192 ICU up from 185 the day before. And, um, I'm just kind of wondering, you know, he, he says we, we have to do better. He, he's running out of things because he says that, you know, he's trying to encourage people to make different choices. I don't know what it's going to take in order to get people to do it differently. Uh, 1.75 million people tested here in the state. Uh, 
globally, 38 million confirmed cases around the world, almost 1.1 million deaths in the United States will probably cross over. I guess we will cross over later today. 8 million confirmed cases. Locally, being warned by the Grayson County Health Department that we may be that there's uh, want to make sure that I that I get it correct. The amount of spread that is going on is being considered quickly, quickly increasing in the community is what the health department is saying as it pertains to Grayson County schools, where the health department is doing the contact tracing for uh, the schools that uh, in an update yesterday, Grayson County School said one student had tested positive on Wednesday and two as of yesterday. So uh, as of yesterday, I want to kind of give you the total. 64 students or staff members are under quarantine in the Grayson County School System. All right, 64 in total. You think, oh, that sounds like a lot. Well, the school district has about 4,000 students and about 600 staff members. So when you look at it on the whole, then 64 isn't that gross of a number in comparison to the total and the comings and the goings. But I am curious, you know, Grayson County, we've been yellow for a while, uh, but we're creeping back toward, we may be in, in orange. I didn't glance at the map when it was up a second ago, but yeah, we're, we're, we're certainly not the same color as Breckenridge County off to our north, which is yellow. This is cases per capita. But if you look to our west, Ohio, Muhlenberg, McLean, et cetera, orange, and so you just see this general increase again with the numbers. There's there's not any way that Kentucky can be having 1,200 a day. That's uh, at least that's what an average of 10 a day per county, if you just spread it across the 120 counties. So I'm curious to know. We we were able to we were able to make ties to summer vacations when we saw numbers jump in July and August. Well, I'm curious to know what. What it is right now that's driving the increased numbers, and the only thing that, uh, until someone tells me something different, the thing, the major change that I've seen are people returning to school. And so, but we're not seeing numbers skyrocket among students and staff members. So what I'm wondering is, is that, you know, back in the, the plague days, a lot of times it was... I hate to use this analogy, but it was the rodents that were carrying mm-hmm. the disease from one location to another, and that was what was infecting people because the home became infected and then the residents became infected. So in the way that our, our children might be resilient from symptoms of the disease, but is but is it that movement that's moving it around place to place? I don't mean here in Grayson County specifically, but broadly across the state. What has led us now suddenly to having 1,200 cases a day and us going, oh, okay, well, 1,200 cases a day. Yeah, what we did. Yeah, because we're not, we can't blame Thanksgiving. We can't blame, it can't be entirely Labor Day. It can't be, it can't be fall break yet. It can't be. So, you know, where, where are these numbers coming from? Well, and the the thing is, you won't test your kids unless there's symptoms. And most Mm -hmm. kids we know are asymptomatic. They're just carriers. So that's the only thing that makes sense right now. So. Unless there are secret parties going on at night that we didn't get an invitation to. There are secret parties going on at night that we don't get invitations to, but I don't know that they can I be mean, credited. New ones. 
New ones. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming there are lots of parties I don't get invited to. I'm just saying. Somebody lost our invitation. <laughs> uh, this headline got my attention and, and raised several questions with me. Undelivered absentee ballots found in a dumpster in Kentucky. Postal inspectors are investigating the discovery of 112 unopened absentee ballots inside a dumpster here in Kentucky. A contractor renovating a home in eastern Jefferson County found the ballots yesterday. The ballots were intended for voters in the 40299 zip code and had not been filled out. The Postal Service of the Inspector General uh, special agents also found two political flyers. The ballots and flyers were returned to the Postal Service to be properly delivered. When the investigation is uh, concluded, the case will be presented for federal prosecution to the U.S. Attorney's Office. Such incidents, according to the spokesperson, are exceedingly rare. Now, I don't know that they're so rare right now. Well, this is the this that's that's a quote. That is a quote from the spokesperson. Okay, right. Balfour. All right. So this this drives at our greatest concerns about the legitimacy of our elections, and it's attention getting. Um, I think that it can't be disputed that there were 100 and, what was it, 22 ballots found in a dumpster at a job site. I will trust that the that the investigation will produce who did it. And I'll be curious to know the who did it because the who did it is the most important part. Mm-hmm. The who did it then leads to the why. why. Why was it done? Was it so that I would talk about this story, so that I would share it with all of you, so that it would give you some level of erosion of credibility or validity for the absentee balloting process. Was it someone who's just sold out for one candidate over another candidate? Is it an is is he or she an agent of chaos? Which, if you've not watched on HBO, I encourage you to do it. it. Is is a four hour documentary that will explain how Russia meddled in the 2016 presidential election. And it's not a matter of did they. They absolutely did. That will show you how they did. And once you see that four-hour documentary, I think you'll behave different. Many of you will behave differently in social media once you do because you'll realize how many trolls there truly are online and how meddlers have turned us against one another to where we want to war from behind our keyboards. Mm-hmm, you keyboard cowboys. So watch that. So this story says, okay, so this is 122 that we know about. Why is this? It is, is, is a letter carrier involved? I'm, I'm anxious to know. Here's what but it plants tell. enough seeds that I think, hmm. But there's already a clue in the dumpster with it. Who were the political flyers for? Yes. Or, or could that be... Uh, could that be a red herring? Like, could, did I, did I, so am I a Trump guy and I threw some Biden pamphlets in there? Or, or am I a Trump Biden guy? Biden. And then it's, it's, so you don't. <laughs> just, it just gets mixy. So this is my thing. What do we. Yeah. What, I need more information about the flyers that were found in what there. What do we do? Yes. Brady Industries changing their name to Unity Aluminum. Well, that's interesting. So, by the way, if you're within the sound of my voice or if I, if you're uh, part of our uh, uh, video audience, uh, you're a shareholder in this company, in in Brady Industries. Your tax dollars got mm-hmm. to the tune, tune of millions of dollars got invested in this company in eastern Kentucky. So this is why you should care. You need to know there's a name change going on so you can update your stock portfolio. Yep. 
So you, we're you can keep up with the story when this thing goes south. Brady Industries <laughs> changing their name to Unity Aluminum. Or we give them more money. Oh, it's the old cable company trick. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, this was yeah. the what was it? Uh, Time Warner Cable, mm-hmm. and then it became Charter Cable, and then it was you know Spectrum or yeah. we just keep changing our names when we run our company in the ground. So Agents of Chaos, by the way, is the name of the documentary. Agents of Chaos. So. I think we're also. I think if you if you can trust Chris Tomlin and Matt Jones, uh, the Russians are also invested in Brady Industries with us now as well. Okay, all right. We'll put into us all. I don't have time to get into it uh, this morning, but a Kentucky sailor who died at Pearl Harbor will be recognized in May. So since the bombing of Pearl Harbor. We've had a Hancock County sailor who has been interred um, for a long time, uh, remains unknown, have now been identified, and he will be brought home in a ceremony in May of 2021 over in Hawesville. So the governor was part of that ceremony yesterday. It's a really neat story, and I encourage you to uh, do more research about it and learn online. A a high-level command being reactivated at Fort Knox today, the V Corps. Uh, hasn't been an active, on active status since 2013 in Germany, but it's being reactivated today in a ceremony at Fort Knox. And, um, a lot of you moms want Pinterest projects for the next couple of, you know, decorating for Halloween and such. One mom has begun upcycling thrifted plastic <laughs> dollhouses into spooky mansions. Oh, so okay. these old plastic dollhouses that you find yeah. at yard sales or wherever that moms want to, that people mm-hmm. are trying to downsize, mm-hmm. this mom is finding them and then painting them black right. and coming up with spooky settings and then creating new Halloween decor for their kids. I love it. I think but it's a great idea. Yeah. I'm not going to take the yeah. time to do <laughs> it, but I really like the work I you're like doing. I like your pictures. I have nowhere to store that <laughs> in my exactly house. exactly right. <laughs> Thank you got to get to a break. Sam Gormley stops by with a Cougar Sports Report coming right up here on In the Know. Today is Boss's Day. It is Dictionary Day today. Misty, it's Feral Cat Day today. Like three things, right? Like you're a boss, you love a dictionary, and I'm like a feral cat. So, yay. It, uh, tomorrow is Pasta Day, or what some people call, say, Pasta. Pasta. I'd like to have some pasta. It's been a while. Tomorrow's Wear Something Gaudy Day. Oh, I thought that was today. So, Sunday is Chocolate Cupcake Day. Okay, sure. No, no, He's the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award, two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, Washington, London, Moscow, and ready. <laughs> Sam Gormley and the sports. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing fine. You look a little sleepy. You had a lot of uh, soccer activity and excitement yeah. last yeah, night. Yeah, it was. It was exciting. We had volleyball earlier in the week, and it just keeps on coming. I hate to steal your thunder. I just noticed it was a big night last night. Uh, oh, yeah. On the pitch. It is. Have you have you gotten accustomed to saying on the pitch? It's kind of 50-50 or 50, 50 to me. Yeah. I, I have a bad habit of saying the court sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm doing volleyball, I'll say the field. Is It's just because I'm so used to like in the season right now, um, everything else is field except for volleyball. I got it. I understand. I, I can't keep it. 
can keep uh, it separated. I know for the last few days we have been really keeping an eye on our uh, will they play football or won't they play football type of uh, situation because of what's been happening in Ohio County. But as of the last few days, it's not we're not a, we're not faring a great deal better in Grayson County. So it's had a lot of people. It's had the attention of a lot of administrators and decision makers saying, should we or should we not play? But as of I think I think you would have told me by now if they weren't. So I guess we are. Yeah, as of yesterday, I know Ken Hallett spoke with with Superintendent Doug Robinson, and he said that they are taking extra precautions. Is Ohio County no general admission tickets are going to be available? So it's only going to be for people that are, uh, you know, parents or something along the lines of that for the designated tickets. So, sorry if you wanted to go. No general admissions are allowed, but you can watch it with us. Cougars 4-1, and one, Eagles 1-3. One and three. Yes. Uh, which means the Eagles have either dropped a game or they've gotten a later start. They or... were supposed to play Webster County last week, but that one, uh, I think Webster County has dealt with some COVID issues. So, they have not played in two weeks. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which can mean, can be a good thing or can be a bad thing, depending on... I mean, you'll know pretty quick to see if a team comes out a little slow or they come out well-rested. Last week's trip to Mayfield <laughs> turned into a Voldemort. Voldemort's phrase I like, it's the game we dare not speak of. Yes. Because the Cougars got absolutely whipped. Yeah. I mean, it was it was not pretty. I don't think there's any other way to put it. I think anyone that was there would say the same thing. Grayson County, they fell down three to nothing early and then drove all the way down the field and had a fourth down and one from the four yard line. And they got stopped. And that would have put them up saying that they scored a touchdown on that one. That would have put them up seven to three. And I think everyone that watched the game, I know I was speaking with, with Don Brown and we all think that if we would have scored that touchdown, it might have, it wouldn't have been 45 to nothing. That's for sure. But it, uh, it would have been a little closer, we felt like. It just was one of those things that the momentum and then the wheels fell off and it just kept getting worse and worse. And then next thing you knew, you looked up and we were in a running clock. Uh, you know, I remember when you sat here week, week one, we talked about, uh, you know, Kaylor Decker's limited experience uh, at quarterback, but, you know, comes from a football family and, you know, has had, had good teaching, good skills. He's done pretty well at the helm of the Cougar offense. Yeah, he, he didn't have the greatest week last week, but then again, not many did. No uh, one did when no. you're 45 to nothing. 23 of 39, 257 yards, touchdown. He did throw a pick last week. He's added 99 rushing yards, but two. Uh, he's had two rushes of over 30 yards. So he's having big plays. And that's kind of the thing is Coach Jones has said that he wants his quarterback to be a game manager, not necessarily the guy that's going to go out there and throw for 400 yards or rush for 250. He's just going to be the guy that's going to make all the right decisions at the right time and not make the wrong one. I think one of the biggest um, maybe tragedies or regrets about the trip to Graves County is that it temporarily uh, temporarily pressed pause on the Caden Woodcock juggernaut. Yeah, it did, because it was entering that game in the Class 5A. The number one running back rushing yards-wise was Caden Woodcock. The number two rushing yards-wise was Clint McKee, who's Graves County's running back. And they flip-flopped, and I think Caden might have fallen to number three. He's still having a great season, 130 rushes, 830 yards, 11 touchdowns. Uh, he's averaging you know, well over 100 yards per game, so he's, he's still having a great year. Was the Cougar defense shell-shocked? Because you know they, they didn't think they – it appeared they couldn't be scored upon, uh, but then Graves <laughs> County uh, convinced them otherwise. Yeah, they had 39 consecutive drives without giving up any points after giving up a touchdown on their first drive of the season and then the, late in the game against Butler County, and then it was anything but that against Graves County. They had four touchdowns of over 55 yards. 
it was just one of those games that I think you take the tape and you light it on fire and hope you never have to see it again. Do I need to know anything about Ohio County other than Q, Darius, <laughs> um, Jennings, or Jennings, McHenry? Yes. Or, yeah, McHe- uh, Devin Anybody Got- other than him I need to know about? Devin Gott's starting quarterback, 29 of 64, so a little bit of – that's a low completion percentage, three touchdowns and an interception. Caleb Humphrey is his main receiver, but, I mean – Hugh Jennings, 652 rushing yards, seven touchdowns. Uh, when he was with the Cougars in 2018, he accounted for nearly 2,000 yards. He's no secret to the Grayson County coaching staff. Uh, I don't know that you can stop him, but I think the plan for them now is to figure out how do we slow him down. I remember three weeks ago I asked you, I said, when do we find out what Grayson County actually is in the 2020 campaign? And you said they have to ru- they have to run the hat trick of Graves, Ohio, and Owensboro. And after week one of that trio, I'm pretty concerned. Do you think we see a different Cougar uh, football team tonight at Hartford? Yeah, and I I mean, I don't think, for one, Graves County is better than Ohio County. Um, But I don't think that this is necessarily one that you can just easily, you know, check off. That's a win. This is going to be a tough game, and it's in Ohio County. But you look at it last year. Grayson County was better than Ohio County last year, and look what happened. The Eagles won 40-31. to And it changed the entire landscape of the season of sorts. And luckily, Grace County still got the three seed because they had some help. But you win tonight, you're in the playoffs. It's that simple. But I, I think you're going to see a better performance because, I mean, if we're being honest, I'm not sure it can get much worse yeah. than last week. And But it's it's a big one, too, because next week you get a juggernaut coming to Litchfield. And you don't want to go into possibly losing three in a row before you kind of have to limp your way into the playoffs. Going to get to going to get a good look at Gavin Wimsett next week. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited yep. for that. I got to see him last year, and he's he's an excellent talent. But it'll be nice for people in Litchfield that they'll be able to watch watch Let's our broadcast take, and get a front row seat. Take care of Ohio County first. The volleyball team is killing it. Yeah, rough week this week. First one of the season. Uh, Seventeen and three record is how they finished the regular season. They have lost their last two matches. They lost on Tuesday to Breck, forty to one, and then last night they got swept by Davis County. But uh, had a program record 15-game winning streak that was snapped against Breck, and now they're going to play Edmondson County in the 12th District Tournament at Butler County. And that game time was officially named this morning, Monday, 6 p.m. Monday, 6 o'clock on the district region, though, coming to Litchfield, correct? Yes, yes, and should be exciting. Yeah, just on the whole, when you look at that record and you look at where they stand, oh, and it's going to be a great season. Uh, yeah, an, be an amazing postseason. season, and I'd love to see them win the region at home. Lady Cougar soccer team finished, uh, what, uh, runner-up in the district? Yeah, beat Breck County on Monday, which was kind of – or Tuesday, sorry. It was postponed from Monday. Three to two. I know Don Brown said it was a great game. The two teams have played twice this season, and both have been just barn burners. Great games and uh, exciting. And then they lost to Meade County on Wednesday in the district championship, but – Mead County is one of the better teams in the region. Regional quarterfinals at Owensboro next up for them. Boys soccer, exciting night last night. Yeah, in fact, I even have, I've got, you know, we got to throw some pictures up here of the boys team as they won the the 11th district championship last night uh, over Mead County 2-1. to one. As you've got, this is the all-tournament team, Jackson Kane, the keeper. He had a really big game. Miles Hornback, Matthew Haycraft. And the all-season team, you had Matthew Haycraft, Miles Hornback, and Josh Stevenson as well. And I always love it. Last night it was cold and rainy, but you always got to finish it off with a Gatorade bath for the coach. As head coach Kenny Fukuhari is a little cold, and I know Max Evans, who's number eight if you're watching with us in the video, 
he was standing right back there, and he got about half of the Gatorade bath. I was talking with his dad after the game, and he said, well, yeah, he's a little cold <laughs> after I think it. someone tipped off Kenny that that was happening because he, he didn't flinch. He, he did. He, he took s- it like a coach. Somebody was walking right next to him, and he said, you might want to move out of the way right now. <laughs> <laughs> here, here it comes. Well, congratulations to them. And uh, now at Muhlenberg County, I guess, for the third region tournament? Yes, that draw will be tomorrow, but all games will be held at Muhlenberg. Hopefully they can maybe get a bye into the semifinals. All right, let's tell me about cross country. So they had they raced at the Thomas Nelson Revolt. What it's called? I know you love cross country mm-hmm. names. Yeah, that was not nearly as fun as the Hillbilly Run. Hillbilly yeah. Run. So mm-hmm. they, they don't beat Nelson County there. But Gracie Portman was the leading finisher for the girls. Tanner Hayes is the leading finisher for the boys. But the girls finished second overall, and they'll be at the Wildcat Wilderness Invitational tomorrow down at Franklin Simpson. I well, see. That's getting better. Wildcat Wilderness. It sounds like hopefully that, that cougar that was charging that guy on the hike the other day, I hopefully he's not out there on the, uh, yes. on the on the course. Uh, much to my surprise, they decided after last Friday night to go ahead and finish the Major League Baseball season. I thought as uh, after last Friday night, they would just say, ah, no, let's not even worry about the rest of it. Uh, but um, it looked like the both the Astros and the Dodgers could be on the brink. But, uh, but no, they... Um, they kind of battled back last night. Carrera uh, has a walk-off to uh, keep the Astros alive. And the, uh, I guess the Dodgers cooled off a little bit last night. Yeah, I tended night, to. They lost to the Braves. The night, so. the night before. But uh, Ozuna, man, Ozuna is uh, he's quite a player. Yeah, it hurts me to talk about the Braves right now. I, I'm still in my two weeks of mourning. I need at least from, uh, from our Reds. I want to see the Rays win. The Rays took the Yankees out, so I want them to have a legitimate shot at it. And then a lot of hot rods, a lot of Bowling Green, former Bowling Green hot rods yeah. in the Rays organization, too. So kind of pulling for them in, in that regard. And then uh, I know your your friends at uh, Kentucky Sports Radio have decided not to predict. They're staying out of the <laughs> Kentucky-Tennessee prediction game. Do you want to make a prediction on Kentucky and Tennessee over tomorrow? Can, can I actually pick Kentucky and feel confident in it? Uh, no. Exactly. Never exactly. in that game. But if they exactly. can ever get this monkey off their back like the Florida thing, then maybe they can start to you know change the tide just a little yeah, bit. Uh, give me the balls by 10. What do we need to know coverage-wise? So tonight, 6.30 locker room show on K105 Digital Productions, K105 mm-hmm. as well. 7 o'clock will be the kickoff from Hartford. Cougs and the Eagles. So should should be. I mean, last year was a great game, and I don't. I expect something similar here tonight. A lot and of offense. Countdown to tip off with uh, Landon Young and the rest of the Cats starts at nine tomorrow. That is correct. And kickoff is at eleven from uh, T-Town. And uh, so anyway, go Cougars, go Cats. Thanks for stopping by, Sam. Absolutely. See you soon. And Sam Gormley with the Cougar Sports Report. Got to get to a break. Back with more here on In the Know. And I drive, and I think about my life, and wonder why, that I slowly die inside. Did you know, one in 2,000 babies are born with a tooth. No way. Mm-hmm. One in 2,000. I wonder if it's an indicator of those are the kids that, you know, have mouths full of teeth when they get larger. Uh, they were are, overcooked. Yeah, I was going to say, those are the kids also coming out 12, 13 pounds, yeah. too. They yeah. should have been delivered six months before. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if, if uh, you all have seen it. I don't know what type of filter that it is. I've not seen it in any app, 
but I think it's a, a filter you use from an app because I saw it on the greatest at-home videos with Cedric the Entertainer. It comes yeah. on Friday nights on CBS. And it's been very good throughout the, the summer just seeing various, you know, TikToks. I don't have time to do all that, but if you put it in a television show format, I can at least look at it and go, oh, that's funny. I uh, like trick shots and all that stuff. But they had a segment on there where people were giving their babies, their infants, these full, like, Joe Biden teeth. Oh, I love those. And those are yes. hilarious to yes. see it babies. To yes. see babies with these yeah. big <laughs> these big grills Honkin', that are, yeah. you know, Horse just teeth. super white yes. and full. And that just makes me laugh so much. But because don't they make pacifiers? They do, and those that are my have... favorite. Oh, they do? Yeah. This was, but yes. this is... This is an app, this you know, one filter. of those filter things. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. It's a Snapchat filter. It just would sure. be amazing to see what babies would look like with a mouthful of teeth. <laughs> it just Big teeth, adult teeth. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, if you're a fan of coming to America. Which we are. And I don't know who wouldn't be. The news is good. The sequel will now reportedly skip a cinema release and is going to premiere on Amazon. Yes. So if you have a Prime subscription, get ready for coming to America. They've changed the T-O to two. So coming, the number two, America, features Murphy reprising uh, reprising his role as Prince Akeem, who is preparing to become king when he discovers he has a love child back in New York. Oh, dear. Oh, the next generation. Okay. With who? Well, it's we'll have to watch and find out. Yeah, but isn't it going to have to be McDonald's wife? Isn't it going to have to be? Yeah. But didn't he marry her? Yeah. So who? You could all know this. I'm saying he only yeah. had one love. He didn't. I think yeah. I've only watched it yeah. like once. Our city all had the oh, little yeah, sister yeah, thing going they'll on. They'll take remember? care of it somehow. But it does star Arsenio Hall, James Earl Jones. Uh, Wesley Snipes is okay. being added to the cast. Okay. Tracy Morgan is going to be added to the cast. <laughs> the country singer? And, and, yes. And Leslie Jones is going to be added to okay, the cast. Okay, very good. It, Paramount originally planned to release the movies in theaters in mid-December, but because of the pandemic, it the, the says that talks continue with Amazon to pre- premiere the film on the streaming service in time for the holiday season. Yeah. God is good. Oh, oh, I love the Lord. I love, love the Lord. He got Gilligan. Uh, Joshua. You all know it so well. Absolutely. So, you so. Can, well, I, and I've said, if you do not watch Coming to America or The Jerk, you cannot keep up with this show. No, you can't. You don't speak our lingo, no. so excuse yourself, stage left. Because <laughs> uh, we make no you need sense to watch to you. them more than once. We speak in movie quotes 95% of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson is in, is in the original. I mean, it is a who's who of Eric LaSalle. It's it, it, it and Dirty Dancing were like the two best and most talked about movies that came out when I was in school. A Boston news anchor says she's been fired for making a cameo in the new Adam Sandler's Hubie Halloween. What? Oh, uh, Elena <laughs> Pinto, who has a small role, isn't. Uh, it wasn't so well received by her employer. The local news anchor shared on social media that she has been fired by Boston's WHDH Channel 7 News, saying that her appearance violated my contract. She said she doesn't blame the employer. She overlooked the provision 
in her uh, employment agreement that she could not. But back last summer when they were filming this, she did a cameo appearance as a news anchor. She's dressed as Harley Quinn. Come to find out that other people show up on the set with the same Halloween costume. So I don't know if this is a surprise or it's a surprise that actually Adam Sandler has produced a good Halloween movie because sometimes he... (laughs) They're not so good. I love Adam Sandler, and oh, I will watch too. all of his movies, but there are some of them that are a little like, okay, uh, you went be. you went back to the well mm-hmm. one too many times mm-hmm. on yeah, that. So anyway, she's I maybe the notoriety. She'll get another job somewhere else. Her competitor, she's got a non-compete to fill that. She's you know, probably, yeah. it'll be fine. Kim Kardashian is joining the cast. Of the Paw Patrol movie. Okay. Well, shouldn't we wait and see if she becomes First Lady first? <laughs> it could get a little mixy. I have I'm just a saying. lot of questions here. Yeah. First, remember when Paw Patrol got canceled. Mm-hmm. Remember the cancel culture came for Paw Patrol mm-hmm. in the wake of when we were canceling all the, you know, the police officers. We had to cancel Paw Patrol, mm-hmm. or at least so they thought. Now, I will tell you, Paw Patrol pretty big in our house. I was playing Paw Patrol last night. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Alea is a fan. Big now, fan. Big fan. Now, what I know about Paw Patrol, I have learned in the last couple of years. So. You're self-directed, self-taught. Yes. Okay. The the ATV, like the four-wheeler, mm-hmm. is named Ryder. Okay. Yes. R-Y-D-E-R. Mm-hmm. Ryder. All right. The Dalmatian who wears a fireman's hat. Okay. He's Marshall. Yep, I knew that. Yep. Fire Marshall. Mm-hmm. The police officer dog is Chase. Mm-hmm. Police mm-hmm. Chase. Yep, Got it? Yep. So, what's Kim Kardashian's character's name going to be? Dash. <laughs> you, you think that's what it's going to be? I mean, I'm just going to plant that. Going to plant that seed. It's going to be homework for everyone. Yeah. You, okay. all, you all can come up with your own ideas on what Kim Kardashian's Paw Patrol character name <laughs> should be. Your mileage may vary. Let's keep it PG. You gotta get. I, to, I won't give you my second guess. <laughs> you <gotta get> to <laughs> <a break. laughs> come back and finish it up for the week. You're on in the know. Point to ponder for today. Don't dumb minds think alike, too? You know, though, oh, great, great minds think alike. You say, oh, oh, great, we will go to do the same thing. But I think great minds think alike. I think it's an overstatement to say dumb minds think alike. (laughs) Uh, uh, yeah, that's good. Dumb minds rest. Dumb minds dis- in a resting dis- state. Decision alike. make. Yes. They, go along. they make decisions yeah. alike. Yeah, they exist Seems alike. Like, how do you? <laughs> I don't know that there's thinking. Great going minds on. think alike. Just because we choose to do the same thing doesn't mean we have great minds, does it? Yeah. If so, the bar's been set pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> All you gotta do is have a husker do. That's true. I mean, husker do is just a match. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is match. You get a Husker do or a Husker don't. Uh, on television this weekend, on tonight, Shark Tank season 12 premiere on ABC. 
Saturday Night Live tomorrow night. Uh, Issa Ray is the host. Have no idea who that is. No, I got zero. I S S A, and then name R A E. So I've officially aged out. Yeah. But I do know who the musical guest is, Justin Bieber. Oh. Because hmm. I, like I am a believer. Mm-hmm. Supermarket Sweep, the premiere of the rebooted television game show, back on ABC on Sunday night. Leslie Jones is the host. So Supermarket Sweep was on in the 60s, it was on in the 90s, mm-hmm. and now it is back. I still like the version where you just had to go through. You know, like so good. Supermarket Sweeping, yes. where you could just take it, you, you could just windmill it, mm-hmm. just put everything in the cart, you yeah. know. Then make sure and stack the dog food underneath the cart and the no just just go to the razor blade aisle fill up your cart with razor blades you'll yeah. win yeah mm-hmm. yeah shapers are expensive is that still the objective to get the most to get expensive the most, cart that's what I was thinking where would you start and you know where I would start is in the diet food aisle all those <laughs> keto bars and they're like ninety five dollars each and. I mean, yeah. it's insane what people are paying for those things. The season two premiere of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is on ABC on Sunday, and the season two premiere of Card Sharks on ABC on Sunday. Mm. I don't think she's somebody that we would know. Yes, is she Ray? a musician? What's she from? Is she you know? a, um, actress? She's probably American. not a musician, or they wouldn't have. Uh, they would probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have Justin Bieber. An American actress, writer, and producer. Okay. She first garnered attention for her work on the YouTube web series Awkward Black Girl. That's why we don't yeah. want you to. because yeah. well, no, it's not. Series. It's not on AOL. It's because that show is not on AOL Prodigy, which is what we well, have. Well, not watch on the three channels she we get at my house. Did star in the HBO television series Insecure, but I don't watch HBO. I don't. Either. I don't know her. All right. <laughs> this date, nineteen sixty-eight. This is today's highlight in history. American athletes Tommy Smith and John Carlos. Sparked controversy at the Mexico City Olympics by giving the Black Power salute during a victory ceremony where they'd won gold and bronze medals in the 200-meter race. Interesting story. If you ever go back and read the guy who was also on the podium with them, mm-hmm. he's in the iconic statues that they did. He's got a kind of an interesting story mm-hmm. uh, that he took away from that. But it also surprised me. The Olympics, the Summer Olympics, were in October in 1968? Yeah, was there a pandemic or something? That's that what I'm it? wondering. Uh, Marie Antoinette was beheaded this date in 1793, so just let that be a lesson. Mm-hmm. That it is possible. Uh, so she's married to a guy named King Henry VIII. <laughs> today, uh, night, it was this day, 1995, that the Million Man March was held in Washington, D.C. Wow. And I don't know if you all know this or not, but it always makes me laugh because one of the early stories in Rick and Bubba history is that they, right after that, did the Million Pound March in... Uh, Birmingham. Yeah. So, just got a bunch of fat guys together and they were walking around town. <laughs> I think, again, walking around town was too much. That they they just Waddling. got together. They waddled yeah. a block or two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then and a year ago today uh, was when Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer went to the White House and had their meeting with the president. Pelosi came out. She was out front of the White House and said the president had a meltdown. And the president said, no, you had a meltdown. And it was, no, you. No, yeah, you had a meltdown. You shut up. Line. No, you shut up. Yeah, just got into it. <laughs> Which is the way things go between them. Angela Lansbury is 95 today. Murder, she wrote to you. Tim McCarver is 79. Suzanne Summers, the queen of the Thymaster, is 74. I still use my Thymaster. Tim Robbins is 62. What about your unitard? Do you still wear your unitard? And my white Velcro shoes. Uh-huh. Yes, I do. John Mayer, Mr. Funny Face, is 43 today. And uh, small factoid, the 
only concert that Christy Buckles has ever been through and suffered through a gallbladder attack. John Mayer. Mm -hmm. Bryce Harper is 28 today, and tennis star Naomi Osaka is 23 today. That's just how tough I was. Just tough. (laughs) Tough, tough, tough. Let's see if we can find a chart topper. Let's go to 1953. Les Ford. No, Les Paul. And Mary Ford. The town is sleeping. Y'all not a fan of Vio Candios? No, I, I, mean, I was hearing less as L-E-S-S, like less of him and more. <laughs> less is more. Like, In this case, oh wait, less, less is, is less. his name. Like, less of less Let's have is less, more. Of, less of this and more of hair bands. Less maybe. of a negative is a positive. I know algebra. I can do it. Let's go to 1971. Oh, love it. Rod Stewart, number one. To you. It's late September and I really should be back at school. I was reading, I didn't get to read all the detail, but I saw a headline this week that outlined how, at, at least at one time, maybe not now, but at, at one point in time in their history, Elton John and Rod Stewart had a major feud with one another. Over what? Is this like Katie and Taylor? Yeah. My hairdo. My hairdo. Mm-hmm. Well, Rod Stewart had hair and Elton John did not. Perhaps that was the origins. 1980, Kenny Loggins, I'm All Right. The closing credits of Caddyshack. When the gopher, he starts dancing. So good. Uh, Janet Jackson, Miss You Much in 89, Bare Naked Ladies, One Week in 98, Kanye West, Stronger in 07, and the Chainsmokers and Halsey, Closer, four years ago today. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Fulfillment is through will, not through wish. Fulfillment is through will, not through wish. MB 